Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Oculus is getting very specific with his most annoying fan in sports. Oculus points out the Vandy Whistler as the most annoying fan. Who is that? It, Vandy Whistler. Wasn't Vandy Whistler a It was a fan at the, was it the SEC tournament or was this at um, I don't know who it is. Was this in the regionals last year? Was it last year? Some guy who was a Vandy fan who was whistling like loud as hell <laughs> right next to a microphone the entire game, the entire tournament. If somebody, wow. if somebody can, I remember who you're talking about, Oculus. If you can give me a little more info, a little more context about Vandy Whistler, please do. By the way, Oculus, I had a really great uh, 30-minute catch-up conversation with Johnny Carrots last night. It was awesome. It was really, really good. And we all agreed that the three of us have got to get together again for breakfast very, very soon. What do you say? Uh, guys, the three worst that guys in sports, that will make an appearance in this, which is coming on right now. It is the top five at five, the top five biggest sports stories of the day, the top five topics we're discussing. Ladies and gentlemen of the Upstate, Offsiders, the top five at five starts right now. And now, the top five at five. And five, four, three, two, one. Hit it. Five. How about this? You know, you guys always say, let the players get what they want. Let the players get all the money they want. There should be no guardrails, yada, yada. Bunch of nonsense. Bunch of hooey. Why don't you put this down your pipe and smoke it? All right, Ben Johnson today says, you're not going to meet my demands. I'm going to stay in Detroit. I'm going to be an OC. I know everyone wants me to be a head coach, but I, I came here to do a job. I came here to achieve greatness. To me, achieving something here in Detroit is more special than being your head coach. So Ben Johnson decided he's staying in Detroit. And I think that is such a beautiful thing. Number one, it's a luxury to be able to turn down jobs like that, to be able to select your own jobs like that. That is a hell of a luxury. The same token, he can do it. And so Ben Johnson will make his $3 million a year as opposed to his 10 or $12 million a year because he already has all the money he needs anyway. In a world lacking loyalty, in a world where everybody always, always says the grass is always greener, how sweet is this? I applaud you, Ben Johnson, for not only doing what's right, but for, you know, appreciating those who gave you the opportunity to be where you are. Now Detroit is in prime to be in position for yet another run. Next up. Four. At number four, grading the hires that have been made thus far in the National Football League. Jim Harbaugh, 
No description really needed. He wins everywhere he goes, from the San Diego Toreros to the Stanford Cardinal to the San Francisco 49ers to the Michigan Wolverines. Now to the Los Angeles Chargers. The grade is an A+. Dave Canales, by the way, CBS Sports says A. I say A+. Dave Canales, Panthers, they say B+. I say C-. Uh, this He wasn't even on the radar when the coaching search began. Carolina, because of what Dave, how Dave Tepper has napalmed the franchise, was only able to get their 10th or 11th choice of head coach. Gerard Mayo, Patriots. CBS Sports says B minus. I agree, B minus. They're hoping they got their next Amico Ryans. Defensive player, linebacker, quarterback of the defense, also a great leader. The thing is, not everyone is D'Amico. How do we know until we see more? Antonio Pierce, Raiders. CBS Sports says B minus. I say A minus. Why? Typically, I am against the guy that the players want to hire. There's a reason somebody is a player's coach. Typically, it's because you can walk all over them. Those kind of hires genuinely don't, generally don't work out. So why do I feel different about Pierce? Because I watched how they played under Antonio. I watched how they played under the former Giants linebacker. They were engaged. They were involved. Do you know what NFL team had the best record against the spread this year? Las Vegas. They were 12-5. and five. What does that mean? It means they typically outperformed expectation. And they did that because of Antonio Pierce. Brian Callahan, Tennessee Titans. You wonder sometimes if a team would still fire their head coach if they knew who they were going to end up with. If I told you heading into the offseason you can have Mike Vrabel or you can have Bengals offensive coordinator Brian Callahan, who would you opt to stay on board? I think the Titans made a serious mistake. Brian Callahan, great for me, C. CBS Sports says, great of B. And then Raheem Morris, CBS Sports says, B minus. Yours truly says, a solid A. Of the realistic candidates, for the Carolina Panthers, Raheem Morris was my favorite one. Why? Everyone that works for him, everyone that vouches for him, says he is a leader of men, says that he is a culture builder. For quite some time now, I've been a proponent of what Atlanta is doing, and I've been really down on what the Carolina Panthers have done. Atlanta had a choice between Bill Belichick and Raheem Morris and decided on Raheem. Is that crazy? Is that reckless? Is that senseless? I don't think so. All Bill Belichick can do is tell you what he's done. Raheem Morris gives you a whole presentation on what you guys are about to build together. And I think that's incredible. A for the Atlanta Falcons. Next up. Three. At number three on the show today. Guys, I am so over Everyone bagging on Taylor Swift. I'm so over that. You know, do you realize she has added $331 million worth of value in advertisements and marketing to the NFL? Bringing people to NFL games that have never been there before? And I know if you're a manly man, you might want to keep pop off of your manly man football. 
At least that's what some of you say. But if Taylor Swift was watching our YouTube stream, do you have any idea how often Diesel and I would be mentioning that? Talking about that? The most famous person in America? One of the most famous in the world is in our YouTube stream? Of course the NFL wants you to see that Taylor Swift is at your football game. But you guys are making way too much, way too big a deal out of it. Do not sweat the small stuff. All right? Do not sweat the small stuff. Don't let that happen to you. To which um, some of our listeners have said the following. And of course, now I can't find it. A lot of texters have asked people to just shake it off. There you go. Don't sweat the petty stuff and don't pet the sweaty stuff. That's it. There you go. Guys, Taylor Swift is on TV 25 seconds a game. 25 seconds. You watch a game for three hours and 15 minutes. You don't need to see the fat guy with a with a smile on his belly button painted on. You don't need to see that. Give us more Taylor. It's a beautiful thing. She's there to support her committed relationship. I love it. All right. I'm a bigger fan of her now than I was before this happened. I've seen what kind of uh, devoted, loyal girlfriend she is. It's incredible. You know how many minutes of action you get when you watch an NFL game? 18 minutes. There is 18 minutes of actual football going on. And you sit there for three hours and 15 minutes nonetheless. How about it? Next up. Two. At number two on the show today. A little statement about the NFL's power. Okay, about the power that the NFL has. Guys, as a host, I am always thinking about what can I talk to you about versus what can I not. And if a topic generates no engagement, I put that in the pile of can't really talk about it. Now, this is a point of contention between hosts at different stations. Uh, there are hosts, you know, hosts that have, any hosts that have hosted at this station. No two hosts have the exact same idea as to how to do a show, right? Everyone's got a different opinion on that. But here's my philosophy. If I have a topic and this particular topic gets no engagement, I shouldn't really talk about it. We're in the engagement business, okay? So I say that to say Clemson and South Carolina football can be discussed on these airwaves 24-7, 365, and always get a response. Clemson and South Carolina men's and women's basketball can be discussed every so often on this show and get a response, especially around big events. It's the same with Clemson and South Carolina baseball. It's the same with high school football in the area. It's big during high school football season. It's big if you have something of note going on like realignments okay but outside of that in this area if you want to generate engagement which in my opinion we all should be trying to do you can't talk nba you can't talk soccer you can't talk nhl you can't talk major league baseball because it generates crickets it doesn't generate a response now you can talk some braves you can talk some braves topics big picture things but you guys have shown us that you don't want a breakdown of the Braves-Mets series. Okay? That doesn't do it for you. 
You don't want an analysis of the Hornets game coming up. Doesn't do it for you. The NFL is the only entity that breaks through this community's force field outside of the local sports that we have here. It's the only entity that breaks through. 51 million people watch the AFC championship game. 56 million watch the NFC championship game. How about that? That there is one entity, you know, that is accepted by you through this community pride that we all feel. You can't do the NBA. You can't do MLB. You can't do NHL. You don't get engagement. There's not enough of you that care. But the NFL is the one that breaks through. It's fascinating. And finally. One. My friends, Diesel had an encounter at the App State basketball game where he was stuck listening to some Yahoo bitch at the refs the entirety of the game. Yeah. Over and over and bloody over again. In my ear. That's a foul! Ref, that's a foul! Like that guy who's <laughs> screaming so loud, he, he his voice breaks. And yeah. then by the end of the game, he's got no voice left. I shared with you my experience at a Houston Astros game. Fan yelling at the players guy. I can do better than that. Hit the ball. Come on, hit the ball. You guys are chiming in on what you don't want to see. Guy that curses as he shouts from the nosebleed to the sidelines. Guy that spills his beer. Guy that acts like he paid for you. What is that guy? A guy that acts like he paid for you. Diesel has no problem with stand-up all-game guy. I do. Diesel and I both have an issue with get up and make you move so he can get out of the aisle eight times a game guy. Those are the same people at the movie theater, too. You know, you're watching a movie. Excuse me, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. They're, like, spilling popcorn on you as they walk by, you know? Like, what? everybody gets to go once. You can get up once. You are allowed one time, not including before the game, halftime. You're allowed one get up, okay? Just one. You start getting up three, four, five times, I start getting annoyed with you. Get an aisle seat if you're going to do that. I shouldn't have to move because you have a pea-sized bladder. So who are your top three? That guy's in sports, by the way, on Twitter, disgruntled pastor chimes in, and he says, number three, the color commentator that you really don't want in your ear the entire game. The dad of the screaming 18-month-old that just sits there. And number one, the dude that's proud of the fact that he can't hold his liquor. He's proud of that fact. Disgruntled pastor, you followed the instructions beautifully, sir. I appreciate that. Fantastic. But who is the all-time worst that guy? Ooh, here's a good one. Um, Someone whose entire personality and wardrobe is their team. Texter says, my brother-in-law is this guy. He'd wear a Clemson polo to a funeral. That's a good one. That's a good one. Make your entire wardrobe your team guy. 
Uh, this is a long one. It breaks up into multiples. Uh, appreciate you, Texter, for following the rules, giving us three. Uh, adult who is aggressively trying to get autographs guy. Uh, guy who, dri who tries to drive home from the game plastered. Never be that guy. The, uh, Never be that Is guy. that on the YouTube chat? No, this is in a text. Oh, the text line. The, the, the overly aggressive autograph guy is absolutely a, a bad guy in sports. Uh, JD and Simpsonville texts in, I do regret to inform you guys, I may have been an annoying fan during my high school day. No, JD, you? You? Uh, no. Never. You? Say it ain't so. No way. I was one, of, one fan of my high school with an air horn. I, JD, I am, I'm frankly shocked to hear that. I can't believe that, my friend. Can't get over it. Wow. <laughs> we can joke with you, JD, because you're a regular. Uh, Jared Tripp says, I had to get up at a South Carolina football game one time 13 different times throughout the game because that one person wanted more beer. One beer. That's it. There's some great examples here. Overly exuberant, autograph-seeking fat guy is a really bad guy in sports. Is a really bad guy. Texter says, you can tell all those Taylor Swift haters that they just need to shake it off, and those are today's top five at five. Now it's your chance to chime in, which you can do at 844-FAN-PHONE. That's 844-326-3663. That's on the Renewal by Anderson Fan Phone. You can hit us on the text line, 71307. Just start your text with the word fan, and away you go. You can get to us on Facebook, on YouTube, and on Twitter, at the Fan Upstate on every one. Please like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter, subscribe to us on YouTube, and finally, email. You guys can all email the show, Mark Ryan, that is M-A-R-C Ryan, at thefanupstate.com, all the different ways you can get in touch with us here on the most interactive sports radio show anywhere. All right, coming your way next. What about your rival do you wish was actually yours? What that your rival school has do you wish belonged to you? Or what that your rival has makes you jealous? That's next here on the most interactive sports talk show anywhere. It's Offsides. Mark Ryan and Diesel, and we are the Fan Upstate. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. It's Offsides. Mark Ryan and Diesel. We are the Fan Upstate. Truly do appreciate having you guys with us today. Boy, 
The uh, the top three guys in sports is uh, blowing up. Steel ball from a kid guy, the guy that sneaks into the Cincinnati Reds facility and pretends to be players and signs autographs. Hey, wait a minute. That was me. That was me, Texter. Yeah, that was me. Uh, those of you guys who don't know the story, junior year of college, me and two buds went to a Reds game. It was when uh, Coach Prime was on the team. Lou Pinella was the head coach. We noticed that the security guard at their clubhouse, they played in Plant City, Florida. I went to high school nearby Lakeland, Florida. Lakeland is the home of the Detroit Tigers for spring training. So we noticed that the security guard that was letting the players in and out was old and wasn't really paying attention to what was going on. We're just kind of casually waving to everyone that rolled in. Now, mind you, like this is like circa 2002, and I'm rolling up in a 1988 Honda Civic. Which car in this parking lot does not belong? I simply wave to the dude. He waves, but he has a puzzled look on his face. He puts the gate up. We drive right in. Next thing I know, I'm in the Reds clubhouse. After about five minutes in the Reds clubhouse, in which case we saw Deion Sanders, we saw Lou Pinella walk by us. They said hello. They didn't say, are you guys supposed to be here? My friends were like, Mark, let's get out of here, man. I I don't want to get arrested. Let's get out of here. So then we leave. But I had one more trick up my sleeve. Because there were hordes of crap, of, of a, there, there was a, a, a mass of people waiting for the players to leave to get autographs. Why not experience what it's like to be a player? Roll down my window, started signing autographs. There are pennants, there are hats, there are baseballs. Uh, I don't think there's cleavage. I, I, I don't think there's cleavage that have the Mark Ryan signature on them. Okay? That's a true story. And it was one of my favorite. Uh, Texter says, Mark, the guy that has seats, great seats, but doesn't pay attention. Yeah, like what did this guy buy tickets for? Just to brag? Just to take pictures? Just to post on social media? Put down your phone and live your life, for crying out loud. Live your life. That's what you should be doing. The guy that mocks opponents' fans... The guy that likes the Yankees, Patriots, and Lakers. Sir, you have won. This guy, Diesel, gave us three that we had not heard before. He, All three of his we hadn't yet heard before. And they're all great. And we all know morons that like the Yankees, Patriots, and Lakers. Do you realize the violation to like a team from Boston and a team from New York at the same time? <laughs> Do you realize that? It's crazy, right? Texter says, funny, Taylor Swift will go to the Super Bowl before Dak Prescott. I don't think it's funny if you're Dak, Texter. Yeah, that was a meme we shared yesterday on the show. Yeah. Texter says, uh, Swift would knock a starting dog off a trash can. Rick. Uh, Mark, next time I call in, I'll have my air horn handy. (laughs) Okay. Uh, Texter says, the did you see that they play guy? Did you see the play guy? Number two, roster stats guy. Number one, the back in my day alumni guy. Yeah, I I worry that I might be that guy sometimes. Maybe I I really need to try not to be that guy. Texter says, Deion Sanders, uh, this is another one, Diesel. Don't be this guy. Deion Sanders wasn't with the Reds in 2002, Mark. I don't know what year it was, Texter. 
Like, don't, like, really, don't be the guy who's just waiting on pins and needles to tell you you were wrong by, like, two years. Yeah, I call those people Sheldons. Yeah. yeah these pedantic people that have to be right about every little minute detail. Well, actually, he went, uh, he, he hit 312 that year, not 311. You said it was 311, so you're wrong. <laughs> Bro. Actually, actually, Mark, you didn't do this when Deion Sanders was on the team. Because he wasn't on the team in 2002. I don't know, man. I don't know. I'm telling you the story happened, okay? I don't, maybe I'm off on my years. Okay, but be better than that. Sheldon. Yeah, we're, we're, we're telling stories sometimes, guys, off the cuff. Yeah. Like, it's not like we write these stories down so that we can have the exact information vetted and notarized every single time the story is told. These recollections are coming out of the ether because yeah. it's something that we just, like, just popped into our head. So... Minute details aren't really important here. Pay attention to the story. It's Please. like the story of of the Motley Crue uh, Motley Crue's bass player who supposedly died and had an adrenaline heart a shot stuck into his heart, like in Pulp Fiction, and he came back to life and kept partying. That story is total BS. That story didn't happen. But who cares? It's a great story. Right. Something happened, and that's what matters. If you just ate the best steak of your life, don't complain that you didn't like the butter. You know what I'm saying? I mean, seriously. it's a, We're giving you good stories here. Well, actually, I like lightly salted Scottish butter, and you just had <laughs> Irish butter. <laughs> oh, Diesel, while I'm at it, can I just mention this to you guys? Uh, I am so bummed that the strip club, not that kind of strip club, mm. the strip club, the steakhouse, closed Diesel. They did something that no one else did. With steaks, they put in um, like you would get. They would say, "Okay, what is your dipping sauce, or what is your this or that?" And the thing was, it was a high-end steakhouse, mm-hmm. and you would get like a, a peppery goat cheese butter sauce. Mm-hmm. Diesel, th- you put that on the steak; it's a total game changer. You know what a great steak tastes like, but to have like a, a peppery goat cheese butter sauce dripping off the sides. Dude, it's, it's just total next level. And I don't know another place that does that. And Angela and I went. It was like a two or three times a year place for us. Yeah. Went away. Well, it clearly wasn't doing so hot for them. I know. And I'm so sad about that. It's like, what? Could, gosh, I guess I needed to go every month, right? Yeah, I needed need, a bunch more people like you to keep them open. Yeah, man, I really I really did. Such a, such a bummer. Such an absolute bummer. All right, guys, 844-326-3663. The other news. Uh, on going on today is that Tennessee is being investigated, bum bum bum, investigated by the NCAA, reportedly um, level two infractions Tennessee has uh, committed. Perhaps uh, they could be guilty of a level two penalty. And because they are a repeat offender, could face punishment. And what makes me sad about this is that the NCAA has lost so much credibility that we all just collectively roll our eyes at this right now, right? Like no Tennessee fan is upset with their school. Tennessee fans are just rolling their eyes and they're saying, if you ain't cheating, brother, you ain't trying. That is the only thing that is happening right now. All right. And it's sad. I applaud the fact that the NCAA is still trying 
Okay? They're, you know, but, but with what they're doing, they're only going to catch the most egregious offenses. You know, I, I, I joked that, you know, like for you to be caught right now in the NCAA would be about as difficult to get a ticket here in the upstate. No one gets a ticket for anything here. Ever. Right? Never. And so Tennessee managed to get popped during a time when the NCAA isn't popping anybody for anything. You have to try to find that trouble. You know? Like, you have to seek out that trouble. You have to try to get pulled over here in the upstate of South Carolina. Some of you guys listening right now are like, Mark, I got pulled over. <laughs> like, it's, it's hard to get Ashley pulled over. Ashley got pulled over like five years ago, and she's still bent about it. For doing what? She was doing 65 downtown Greenville where it's 55. Oh. Like that last little section oh. of 385 heading into downtown tisk, where the speed tisk, limit drops. Ashley. Tisk, tisk. From 65 to 55. <laughs> she stayed at 65. Yeah. And she got pulled over for it, and she has not stopped grumbling about that ever since. This is something my mom would not want me to share, Diesel. Whenever she gets pulled over, she cries. This is, this is true. She cries whenever she gets pulled over. I remember it. It didn't get her out of a ticket, and she was not happy. Mom, I hope you didn't hear that. If, but if she did, I'm sure I will be getting a text very shortly. Okay? Um, guys, in, in Houston, getting pulled over was a two or three times a year thing. Um, here in the upstate, doesn't happen unless you're like Tennessee and you're so egregious and um, flaunting of your lack of rule following that they have no other choice but to come after you. Please don't be that guy. Please don't be that guy. All right, my friends, it is time for when we return Mark and Diesel's top five. We will reveal the topic. We will reveal our top five, and we'll do it next right here on the most interactive sports talk show anywhere. It's Offsides. Mark Ryan and Diesel, and we are the fan upstate. It's Offsides. Mark Ryan and Diesel, we are. The fan upstates. <coughs> you see, I still got remnants of the crud going on. Can you hear that? Like, it's like this thing, man, it's the, it's the cockroach that will not die. No matter what I do, I can't get rid of this thing. It's like the crud storm came over me, and it just dropped all this cement inside of my body. And, like, my body's trying to do whatever the hell it can to get rid of it. And it's still, it's just... It's, it's like attached. It is lingering, and it is hanging on for dear life, and there's not a bloody thing I can do about it. <laughs> Feeling better, though. Feeling better, which is good, but still, like, gosh, it just does not go away. All right, my friends. So Diesel and I do a top five every single week, every single Tuesday, okay? Um and the top five is a random topic, right? A random topic that Diesel and I decide on. All right, so my question is to you, uh, what are some future top fives that we should do? All right, what are some future top fives? Today, Diesel and I have settled on the following. To our top five favorite cocktails. Favorite cocktails. Now, look. 
you, you guys immediately are going to say to me, uh, Mark, you need to d- diversify your palate. Diesel, there is no need for you to post these and say who has a better top five because I'm telling you right now, yours are better. You, know, you probably don't even know five cocktails I, off I, the top of your head. I had to ask you about one, and then when I saw <laughs> when I saw that uh, one was listed on some lists of cocktails, I'm claiming it. So here we go. Uh, number five for me, Diesel, pina colada. You're saying that's not a cocktail. I'm saying daiquiris count as a cocktail, so this can count as a cocktail. Pina colada is outstanding. All right? If you have a great pina colada at your restaurant, I will get it every single time I go. We go to this uh, Sabrosa Mexican restaurant that's down here on Woodruff Road. They've got a really good pina colada. They have really good nachos every single time that tops with whipped cream. Every single time, man, I'm there. Number four, Diesel. I, I have a feeling your your top five is going to read like a sorority party. Probably would. Probably would. I, I really, Diesel, I was looking for one that would allow me to bump off the mojito. So the pina colada did that for me. Okay. Number four. Long Island iced tea. Somehow, despite the fact that as far as I know, Diesel, there's not actually iced tea in this drink, they managed to make it taste like iced tea by blending all these alcohols together. And those will get you crunked. Those, that's the kind of drink where you don't remember that you were cursing out the team all game. Number three for me, Diesel, is the old-fashioned. In part because you get that really cool big block of ice when you get the old-fashioned in part because they don't want you to know what you actually paid for was one ounce of fluid, okay? One ounce. That's it. But tastes delicious. And then these, to me, Diesel, are my top two for the simple fact that as a gluten-intolerant lad, these are the two that I can order wherever I am without any fear. And so these are my most two most frequent orders. Number two, gin and tonic. Number one, Tito's and soda, which has become just my go-to. That's what I can have, and I don't have to worry about it. Can I drink this kind of whiskey? Can I drink this kind of bourbon? Can I drink? No, Tito's and soda. Tito's is gluten-free vodka. Soda is fine for me. Tito's and soda has become a great-tasting go-to for me wherever I am that I can have at any time, and it never makes me sick. Never makes me sick. So there you go. The Mark Ryan top five um, cocktails. Pina Colada, Long Island iced tea, Old Fashioned, Gin and Tonic, Tito's and Soda. Diesel, can I get an honest grade on my top five cocktails? <laughs> an honest grade. Be nice, Diesel. That is a C-minus list uh, of cocktails. You're, 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 you're reading these off like you, like you Googled what are the five frattiest cocktails I could drink. <laughs> Like what every college kid right now has in his liquor cabinet. He's not supposed to have it, but one of the frat brothers is 21, so he goes and buys everybody all the booze. It's just not a good list. It's not a good list. Diesel says I have not a good list. Listen, I I did the best (laughs) that I could, okay? I am not as cultured. I am not as indoctrinated. (laughs) Texter saying Marks is definitely sex on the beach. Hey, it tastes good, man. It tastes good. John Dog says, turn in your man card for those cocktails, Mark. Uh I didn't think you guys were going to be very impressed with my cocktails. But listen, they're tasty to me, okay? <laughs> All right. Yeah, you got to try you got to try a little bit harder and you need, you need to start developing 
some preferences in what you like in your certain cocktails. For example, uh, my number five on my list is a mint julep. It is a fantastic summertime drink. I don't make it very often. I only ever make it when we have fresh mint growing in our garden, so I love a good whiskey and mint cocktail over shaved ice. Uh, it's a really, really good cocktail. I love a mint julep. Number four on my list is called an aviation. It is a gin cocktail that's made with creme de violette, and it is served up in a coupe glass. I love an aviation. It's a really, really good cocktail. Number three on my list is a bourbon old-fashioned. Bourbon old-fashioned are great. And you're right, old-fashioned, there's not a whole lot to them. It's two ounces of whiskey, quarter ounce of simple syrup, and a whole lot of bitters. And ice. And that's it. That's all. That, I, like, I, I drink these so much I can spout the recipe at you uh, right off the top of my head. I love a bourbon old-fashioned. But see, a bourbon works really well because a bourbon is sweeter than a rye whiskey. So you add a little extra sweetness, whether you do it with a sugar cube, whether you do it with, with crushed sugar uh, or like granular sugar, or whether you do it with a, a simple syrup. All are good. So it just adds that little extra sweetness to an already um, to an already sweet whiskey, but a lot of people don't think the bourbon is sweet, so people need that little extra sweetness. I am a big fan of what's called a gimlet, which is a sweetened gin uh, cocktail served with lime juice. So essentially, it's essentially the juice of one lime. I think it's an ounce and a half or two ounces of gin off the top of my head with simple syrup. You put a slice of, uh, of, um, of lime on top of it as a garnish. It, it looks good. It tastes good. It's it's a it's like a, it's like a margarita just much fresher made with gin instead of tequila, kind of like a margarita. And the number one on my list is a rye Manhattan, two and a half to one, two and a half ounces of rye, one ounce of uh, sweet vermouth, and some bitters, and knock me out with a rye Manhattan. So it needs it needs rye because you need a little bit of that extra spice to kick through the flavor of the sweetened. Of the sweet vermouth, so uh, a rye Manhattan, and you also need a hundred proof rye because it uh, it stands up to the dilution from the ice more. Excuse me, I take that back. The hundred proof is the bourbon that goes in an old fashioned because the bourbon is going to get watered down by the ice. So you need a good hundred proof bourbon in your old fashioned. What we have here, ladies and gentlemen, is one person on the show who knows what they're talking about. And one person who has no clue what the hell they're talking about. And I have just outed myself <laughs> as being a complete and total alcohol novice. Now, at least I'm making friends. Joey says, my wife and I just had an argument about how no man with any amount of pride would make their go-to anything Tito's. And yet I was still right. <laughs> yes, Joey, you were right. Uh, admission, Joey is the first step towards recovery. <laughs> Mark would love a good Clemson good night. If you know, you know. Well, Wesley, just like my cocktails choices, I don't know. So I have no idea what you're talking Ooh, about. Here's another good one for you. This is uh, this is kind of a rare cocktail, but you can get the ingredients that you need at some of the big box uh, liquor stores. A drink. This is a Brazilian cocktail. My buddy is Brazilian, so he makes these things. It's called a caipirinha. It's a certain type of Brazilian rum with a lot of sugar and a lot of lime juice. Diesel, I had something here. That was like a Hawaiian this. drink that was like mud. And I forget what that's called. Don't what, know. Ga, gava? Kava? It was, it was kava. It's like, it's like mud. It's very earthy. Uh, and it has a, Don't know that a, one. a buzzing effect on you. 
Uh, that was uh, like 2019 when I first moved here. Texter mentions French 75. Uh, Texter, I once had one of those, and I didn't remember the next 75 days of my life after that. Um, honestly, like I, I, I had one of those, and I wish that I hadn't after that was all over. That had like eight different things in it. What I'm learning here is uh, we might just be becoming proficient at becoming sports talk show hosts, but I do not in any way know what the hell I'm talking about with you guys. And it's very, very clear to me that uh, I, <laughs> I need to get out more and I need to hang out with you guys a little bit more. Uh, we don't, Diesel, the thing is we don't ever frequent like the liquor store. So we get whatever mm. we can get at any store. Which is just like prosecco and wine and yeah. things like that, right? Well, you need what you need to do is you need to go buy like a basic cocktail book, like a basic cocktail. I'm talking like no more than fifteen or twenty recipes. That's it. Okay. And then and then buy what you need to make uh, two of the cocktails at a time. So you go in and you buy the you buy the gin and the mixer and the whatever. You buy that stuff right now. Boom, you've got it. And then you buy the stuff you need for the second drink, for the aviation. And then you buy what you need for a Sazerac. And then you're set for a couple of different cocktails, right? And then you realize, oh, so many other cocktails use basically the same ingredients. And then all I need is this or all I need is that. And then I can I can do a twist on it and make it something just a little bit different. I am proud of this fact, ladies and gentlemen, that I at least had heard of maybe 60 to 70% of what you guys said. I had at least heard of that, okay? Texter says, there is absolutely nothing wrong with a vodka soda. Texter, you're a man after my own heart. Until this person says I'm actually a woman. Uh, Texter says, a French 75 only has a free ingre- few ingredients, so you don't remember the next 75 days because you got roofied. <laughs> that probably also happened. Um, <coughs> I'm going to say flat out, if one of your mixers is Coke or Sprite, that is not a cocktail. Really? It's not a cocktail. Like a, a, a whiskey Coke, it's not a cocktail. So Tito's and soda cannot be a cocktail? I don't think it is. I don't think it technically counts. I think you need three ingredients to make a cocktail. Now, a white Russian diesel I've had, yep. he mentions Quaalude. A Quaalude is a drug, right? A Quaalude is a drug unless it's a name of a cocktail that I'm just not familiar with the name of the cocktail. Uh, white Russians are good, uh, but then I, I also I, – I drank those a lot in college because I liked um, – uh, God, I'm blanking on the name now. The dude, uh, the name of the movie, um, Jeff Bridges, he used to drink White Russians. But I used to order them from this bar when the guy goes, oh, if you add a little bit of Coke to it, it makes it a Colorado Bulldog. I'm like, what? Who the hell what? came up with Colorado no Bulldog? Idea. None of this stuff. Um, Texter says, Mark reminds me of Leo in The Departed. Uh, Diesel might know what that means, but I do not. Texter says, Mark and Diesel love what you're saying about, about the old-fashioned cocktail. It's Bama Springer number one. Simple and great. It's Bama Springer's number one. Okay. Yeah. Bottoms up, and I'm having one right now from the back porch. Great show today. Uh, Bama Springer, I remain deeply offended that for as long as we've known you, I have never been uh, invited over to partake in one of these. The the, the one simple problem is that I happen to be on the air during the same time, but you have allowed that one problem to prohibit, to prohibit any invite from coming. I, I remain deeply offended by this, sir. Thank deeply. you, Texter, for pulling. I couldn't pull Big Lebowski out of the ether in my brain. Go. I love that movie. He used to drink all kind. He drank a lot of white Russians in that movie. Concrete mixer diesel, what's that? 
Uh, concrete mixer, that's a that's an ice cream from Dairy Queen, right? That's what I thought. That's what I thought. All right, guys, we've got the 6 o'clock hour coming your way next right here on Offsides. Mark Ryan and Diesel, and we are the fan upstate.